1: Welcome to Live, Love, Engage, the podcast where we share practical advice from a spiritual perspective on how you can live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically. I am your host, Gloria Grace Rand. Now, let your light shine. Namaste and welcome. I am Gloria Grace Rand. I am so glad that you have Joined us for another episode of Live, Love, Engage. Thank you, thank you for listening. And today I am joined by someone who I met through Facebook. It's wonderful how you can connect with people online. Uh, She is an amazing woman. Her name is Marcia Merrill, and she has over three decades of experience coaching people through life transitions including 15 years as a career advisor, assistant director, and a college career center. She's the author of Turning Midlife into the White Life. I like that. That's a good title. Uh, And a contributing author to numerous international bestsellers, covering topics from grief to successful entrepreneurship. And Marsha is a creative and resourceful coach known by her clients as the human Google I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So you must know a lot of stuff, or at least you know how to pull up a lot of stuff. So (laughs) so welcome.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for asking me.
1: Yeah, well, awesome. Well, one of the reasons why I thought this would be perfect to have you on um, is... Unfortunately, as we're going through, as we're recording this, it's the end of April and we're in the middle of this oh, pandemic. Well, hopefully we're coming to maybe possibly the end, uh, I hope, but a lot of people have been have been certainly suffering. They've been losing loved ones and have been grieving. And I know that you are quite familiar with this process, um, having only... Uh, within the last couple of years, lost your husband and become a widow yourself. So, I thought it would be useful to start off talking talking about that and how you how you coped with that
0: occurrence. Um, well, he died of bladder cancer in June of 2018. Um, was diagnosed 14 months earlier with. Stage four bladder cancer and my world turned upside down. Um, Visits didn't matter anymore. It was appointments and hospital and all that. Um, How I coped? Well, right now, um, when I think about it, when things got really bad, I played probably nine games of Words with friends from people all over. Is wonderful that way. <laughs> you can tell I've looked in my journals as something else. I keep a journal mm-hmm. I've them since I was 10, so I got a U Haul carrying <laughs> them. But um, it's really great because of uh, the book that I'm writing. um has gone, uh, had a transition from soulmate to widow. We did everything together, we tanned a I mean, how metaphorical is that? He was in no a friend, I was in the back. So it was quite devastating, to say the least. I think that I coped much better than I thought I would because I, I was organized. Mm. Um, brief, I had to put up major briefing until I packed up my house and downsized and got ready to live in an apartment. Mm. So I was initially thinking, we're going to buy rancher and life would go on. Well, it didn't. Um, I'm known as a transition chick besides me Google. And um, Facebook was really helpful, um, just the support. I was very transparent what was going on. Um, I found that I wanted a widow coach. And I couldn't find one, so I became my own coach, mm-hmm. and um, that really helped having someone in my corner. I know it sounds like schizophrenic, but <laughs> really, someone to to think about these things, um, to not get overwhelmed, to do the next thing, even if the next thing is making a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wrote a huge laundry list of all things I had to do, and that's overwhelming in itself. But then it was like, I don't have to do them all today. Mm-hmm. I can't take my time. Right. The next thing. That was one way of coping. Um, and I reached out to my Facebook family, to my, my real family. <laughs> um, I'm an only child, and both my parents are gone, so... The barrels have really taken me in, which is nice. Sometimes that doesn't happen. You kind of lose track of people. Mm. But that's really how I cope, writing in journal, coaching myself, and reaching out. Mm.
1: That's awesome. Um, I want to ask you a little bit. I I was going to ask you about something else, but I want to ask you a little bit more about the – Actual grief process itself, because I know for me, I went through it uh, a few years ago. My sister passed at the end of 2016, and the the next two years after that were definitely a lot of sort of hills and valleys. Of like, all of a sudden, uh, grief would come on, and you know, just when I kind of thought I was getting getting back in gear, and then something would happen. How was that? Did you find that sort of experience? Uh,
0: well, grief is a roller coaster. There's not neat steps that you can go through and acceptance and this and that. Right. Um, and I think that I really had to be gentle with myself, not do it all at once, and know that I wasn't totally there. Widow brain, brain fog, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Um, it had nothing to do with my intelligence or going senile. Right. Yes, I just didn't know. Um, Someone could face-to-face tell me, I'm meeting you downstairs, and I would be waiting for them to come back and and do something. Mm. (laughs) It just happened. Um, I had 14 months to prepare, but you're never prepared. Mm -hmm. I'm in my second year, first year, pretty much in shock. You don't believe it and you cry continually. Um, I thought I had superhuman tear ducts mm. because I cry. Yeah. So uh, I'm not a pretty crier. <laughs> but little by little, it got better. But what to call those things? Grief um, ambushes. Mm going along, minding your own business, and a song will come on, or um item that you've gotten from the grocery store makes you think of something else you don't know, so you're not prepared. You pretty much are like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going along. Wham. Mm. I like to say it's all over, but it's really not Yeah.
1: the,
0: the life-changing event. Mm absolutely so what
1: from your experience now um and i love how you that you've decided to become a coach to help other women in this situation some similar situation (laughs) to you i think is great so what advice would you have uh for someone who finds uh, themselves uh, you know especially maybe suddenly losing someone because because i know at least you said that you were sort of prepared because he had the diagnosis, but sometimes things can happen when we lose a loved one really quick.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I thought I was prepared, but even when he was in hospice, I figured the cavalry would come, they'd have a new drug, and it would be okay, and he'd get out of hospice. Hmm. Oh, that doesn't happen too often, as in never Mm -hmm. Um, So my um, strategy was to get information from him. However, not all of the information made sense. It was from his phone, which is not going to be on forever. Uh, And I thought he was a lot more savvy doing taxes and financial stuff. So I thought it was together. Hey, I wasn't together get passwords, start doing the finances so you're not like thrown into it like I was. We rejoined at the hip and he was the financial guy and the computer guy, which is why I'm having major problems right now with my computer. But um, the first month I sent the, um, the mortgage to the gas and electric company Oh no. Um, I didn't pay the water bill. I thought it was taken out. It wasn't. So, mm-hmm. months later, thank heaven, they didn't turn the water off. Um, and they understood. Yeah. My, um, all that gas and all my and junk packs and what are you doing? <laughs> so, um, first things I did was cut off all um, payments from the bank. That's what your first step is. You want to go to your bank, Give them the certificate and get that straightened out. If it's only on his account, it takes a little longer, and usually banks might advance you some money to deal with some stuff. Mm. But um, I kind of had to do it by the seat of my pants. Mm. And when I think about it, why didn't I ask him? I have no idea. Um, I don't even know if my taxes for last year or two years ago were filed. Mm -hmm. Um, he was so meticulous and then wasn't. And it would be a day-by-day thing. Like, he'd be talking about how to do something with the computer and the phone, and the next day he's babbling, and I had no idea what he was saying. Oh, man. So um, I had to get organized and realize that, so what if you pay it online? I'm gonna do everything the old school way in my shape. No, I'm doing this. Yep. It was uh, a very eye-opening experience and I don't recommend that anyone do that.
1: Well, I think that's a good that is a good lesson, and and I know that's something my my husband is very good about diligently saying we have a book where we have all the information and he's even, you know, told the kids this is where some of this information is too, because again, you know, if something were to happen you know, God forbid, right. that, they need to be able to have access to that information. But it's it is, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're you're a man or a woman, if you're you need to make sure or or you you know even if you're same sex marriage you need to make sure that your partner if you're if you've got a partner a life partner to make sure that you both know where to find things you know how to be able to access stuff um because yeah you never know things things happen and exactly yeah so what is there something that um some hope I guess maybe you know something yes. to, some, is that what's the maybe a silver lining that may have come out of this for you and and that you can offer people
0: well um you're stronger than you think you are mm. and um writing my book I looked uh would you do a first time for a widow or something very generic to see what was out there. And the first thing they said was get a team together. Well, I don't know about you, but that was the last thing on my mind was getting a team and being a leader and Barbara. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But the idea of reaching out to people, people always are saying they want to help. Hmm. I think that was really important. To think of how a lot of people ask me, What do I say? Well, you can't say anything, really. Um, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, don't say he's in a better place or anything yeah. like that because you're not ready to hear it. Yeah. Um, really helpful things were watering my lawn. I'm really basic things. Mm. <laughs> people Overboard with casseroles and and muffins, and whatever. But um, that was something I didn't have to worry about. freeing my yard, walking my dog. Mm. Poor dog had no idea. My husband was really that dog's primary caretaker. Gotcha. Um, I think that that just having a list of what possible things people can do. Mm-hmm to feel better and to help you out. Um, Oftentimes we're like, oh, no, we don't need anything. I'm fine. Yeah. You're not. Um, (laughs) And that's okay. And that's why I say being gentle with yourself. Mm -hmm. It is okay. And make a list, even though it sounds stupid. Casseroles, muffins, whatever. Um, Dog walking through your windows. Someone took my trash out. Yay. <laughs> that wasn't in my radar at the moment. So um, I was real lucky that he had some really good friends, and they came over and helped me clean out stuff. I didn't even know what it was. Mm. So that was real helpful. Reaching out, even to Facebook. I have a group now, Alone Together Club, And it started as kind of a a panacea for me. I'm alone with my cat. Right. So I wanted to reach out to others. And um, we started with a couple people, and it's now 57. So I obviously hit a court. Hmm. Um, Just gives me purpose, and that's really important. Um, Even if your purpose is getting up and getting dressed. Don't think that you're going to do it all because you're not. You're really not. And um, I feel I feel called to help widows like me. Um, I know it's it's absolutely devastating, whether or not you knew it or you didn't. Mm. So I think it's all important to to know that there's something better, and the reaching out and not isolating is what you want to do. Mm. But operation keep marching busy. I hear all these people take me to lunch and dinner and whatnot or calling me up, how you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dumb question. But yeah. that's it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I know that is it is, I think the hard thing is that people who uh, they don't know what to say when when you know a friend or a family member goes through some of this stuff, it's it's you, I I like how you said, don't say that they're in a better place because that isn't going to help in the time being, maybe, you know, a year from now or two years from now, they might respond to that. But even then you don't know what their beliefs are necessarily. And I think it's, so what, what would be a better thing maybe for someone to say just to at least, because I know that there are people who, who would be like, you know, I want to be able to be of some sort of comfort, but I don't know what to say.
0: I think I'm sorry for your loss. Um, You don't know what anyone's beliefs are, um, mine included. Um, So don't start telling me that there's this chaplain or rabbi or whatever. Um, Thank you. And we can talk individually about that. But in the group, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm. Oral service. That was fine. I talked to one person and she said, Well, you know you're, he's gonna you knew he was gonna die anyway. That's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> really not no, helpful. No, no. <laughs> and if they say, Can I do anything? How if they're if they're long distance, they're probably not gonna weed your garden. But that might be something, you know, I haven't taken out my garbage. I haven't had time to take a shower. I haven't had one to take a shower. Um, the first couple of weeks, I ran around in this clothing. I was putting clothing away. I got a top coat out. It's 85 degrees out, and I have this long coat on. Or <laughs> someone came to the door. It was nuts, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things. But try to give people tasks. They like that.
1: That's true. Yeah. You know,
0: but realize that people go back to their lives, but you are the one dealing with the grief. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And folks, I mean, they just, life goes on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pandemic and life goes on very differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It still happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um. What would be, uh, was there anything in particular that surprised you personally about going through this experience um, that you didn't expect, never would have thought that that, that would have happened?
0: Um, I was physically in pain. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't, think, I didn't know. I didn't think. I didn't know. But I was physically in pain. I, my heart was breaking. I mean, literally in shards. It was very, very disconcerting. I, mean, I was like, am having a heart attack? What's going on? Um, and my stomach was just in knots. Um, now I know what that means. Eating was not an option at the day, <laughs> in the daytime, but a lot of drinking water, it's all really important to do that. Mm. Like I said, be gentle with yourself. If you really want a vanilla milkshake, have a vanilla milkshake.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really is about making yourself feel good in in the moment, and because it is, it's a it's a rough process, and it takes time. So you just have to kind of figure out ways that you can get through it day by day, because it does. Eventually, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just hard to see it
0: when you're in the middle of the dark, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, people would say, oh, it'll get better in time. You really don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be terrible forever, and you're just going to be a watchful and run dry, and that's it. It does get better with time, Um and now I can look at certain pictures that I really couldn't before and mm-hmm. think to memories and smile. Yeah. But um, don't expect that you're going to go home and want to look in your wedding album and be all happy. It's just not gonna happen right yeah. then. Yeah.
1: Did you oh that and that reminded me of something. Did you ever have anybody say, like, you know, well, it's been you know, over a year now, if you you know, snap out of it kind of thing, you like, you know, okay, has hasn't it hasn't it been long enough?
0: <laughs> three months. Three months. Really? I've been getting questions about
1: um
0: wow. it time to move on. And wow. it's not it sounds like you're leaving something and yeah. case moving forward. Hmm. Um it's much better to think about moving hmm. on. Um, I was asked if I wanted to start dating. Guys, <laughs> are you oh kidding? Me? Um, but we were, we're kind of like, okay, now now's the time. You know, are, are you over it? Can we yeah. about you know other things? Yeah, you know, helpful um, person signed me up for a free dating thing. All of a sudden, there are these men. Oh, On my phone. Oh no! Oh, the same woman that said, "Well, you knew he was going to die." Oh, (laughs) jeez. Yeah, Yeah, she's (laughs) not my best friend now. (laughs) I wasn't (laughs) either, but she really wanted to tell me she knew what I was going through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's another really non-helpful thing Mm -hmm. I'm going through. I'm really, because it's personal, unique, grieving experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what I say sometimes is, I really get it. Mm. And people realize, I really do. Yeah. Um, mm. Rather than, I know what you're going through, which is one of those things you say, yeah. but really don't. Mm. It's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I that is so important for people to realize that is that everybody grieves in their own way and it takes as long as it takes. So there is no, there's no time limit on it. And I know it can be frustrating for well-meaning family and friends, but you've got to let people work through it. That's because that's the only way it's going to actually work. So yeah.
0: Oh goodness. I found, (laughs) um, I wrote a letter to, um, to him, mm-hmm. letter as him, mm. um, I'm not getting mail in any of these letters. Right, yeah. Um, I made the ceremony and tore it up and burned it in on bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of wood in my house, so I was really careful. But um symbolic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, that stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, for real stuff, like leaving a door open a drawer open, Uh, doesn't matter, (laughs) priorities really shift, and um, I stress enough, getting enough sleep, getting tired at first, and that's okay, but at least getting rest, Mm. body in a prone position, um, even if you're in your shirt. That's really important. Drinking water, um, exercising helps mm-hmm. rid of some stress. Yeah, uh, this isn't the time necessarily to pick up new routine again. Um, you have more energy if you exercise and that kind of thing. Um, and also realize that it's just exhausting mm-hmm. and. It's not like, I didn't do anything today. Yeah, you really did. You got, up, got dressed, you watched TV, <laughs> whatever, yeah, but yeah. you did something. And if you don't even think so, you're going to be exhausted. There are times I can remember I just sat on my chair and I thought, well, I have to get up and I have to do this. Uh, no,
1: <laughs> that's okay, too yeah absolutely so if um i guess what i would think probably one of the the best things is also is being able to know you don't have to do this alone and and reach out to people so how uh, in particular because you're coaching now, you say. So, if someone wanted to be able to reach out to you, for instance, and you also mentioned Facebook, so maybe
0: you can repeat that again right. for someone else yeah. to. Certainly there. all over Facebook and Twitter and all that. Um, also, my website is com, and you can get a hold of me. Um, when we talk about transitions, it's all about reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. Really specialize with midlife women. So, my site is midlife uh, transition coaching. I need to know that. Okay, midlife (laughs) transition coaching at gmail.com. Okay. Process of transferring everything over. Um, But, like I say, friend me on Facebook, you know, shout out, whatever, join the Alone Together Club it most of the members have someone living with them but we're all alone at some times mm. um what's it about isolation that's really important to not do <laughs> yeah though so you want to and it's kind of time to go in the cocoon and not do anything but getting out walking in nature even though so you're like no I don't only really one really helped um, I as a coach I would say well is it is it real is it fear okay is there evidence for this is false evidence appearing real so I'm like okay what am I afraid of what's going on and I would I know kind of and and write in my journal that's really important mm. and I made a list of everything I had a calendar wrote stuff on the calendar stuff didn't happen according to the calendar but it was all there um, so I wouldn't forget anything um, and then I had a friend look at it as well and ask me if I forgot something because she had been in the same situation so that was really helpful and um she taught me something. I'm okay. But not today.
1: Mm. Oh I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Giving yourself People permission to be be not really be okay today. Rough. Yeah. Just
0: it's not a good day. Yeah.
1: Not today. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you so much for sharing this awesome information with us today. I know it's going to help people out there. And uh, so make sure that you do, you know, find Marsha. And uh, if you are alone, um, even if you're alone, like right now, just, uh, you know, dealing with the pandemic, you know, there are a lot of people who live alone. So even I think that's probably a good place to, to hang out. So to, to check in with that group, so you know that you don't have to be alone.
0: Right. I um, do a lot of things and, well, I'm coach, so everything I do is part of coaching. Um, But the idea of the pandemic, isolation, I can't tell you how many widows are talking about. It's really not good. It gives me time to think. Mm. And if you're thinking and thinking, I'd write it out or use a tape recorder on your phone, those feelings out
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah because if you leave them bottled
1: up that's just gonna cause much more problems down the yes. line so yeah so that's a good idea i love journaling that's that's such a excellent way to be able to help in any circumstance no matter what you're dealing with even if you have you know if you're not dealing with grief but sometimes you just have frustration with you know what's going on in your new life right now um i know i've i've to, I've coached my clients as well, and saying, you know, just you know, get those feelings out on paper for a while, and it's, it really
0: can help you a lot. So,
1: yes. so great advice.
0: And also, I had a gratitude journal, and even when it was the darkest, and I was a basket case, and that's okay. Um, I would think of things to be grateful for, even sunshine or rain or that. Mm. Or or in my lap, or whatever. It didn't have to be a big, real piece kind of thing. Yeah. um, Just shifting your energy to something positive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gratitude is definitely can cure a lot of ills. You know, physical yeah. as well as as mental, and just can really shift your vibration. So, yeah, and and like you said, it doesn't have to be anything major. It can be just you know, I'm grateful that I can, uh, I've got, I'm sitting on, on a chair right now. You know, I'm I'm grateful that yeah. I've got I've got a roof over my head. You know, it doesn't
0: have roof to be- over my head. Yeah, I know what the banking situation is? Mm-hmm. I have animals near me. People are interested, or I look at all the sympathy cards. I had the one table and took a picture of them. Um, Cheer me up! There were people there. Yeah. Um, do nicely. It's just really bad for you. It's bad for everybody. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes, we are. We are social creatures, and we need to stay connected, even if it's over Zoom right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever you need to do um, find a way to stay connected. Don't, don't be, uh, don't allow yourself to be isolated. So
0: absolutely,
1: yeah. So thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you all for listening. And if you want to make sure that you are, um, connected so you don't miss our next episode, be sure and uh, subscribe to the podcast on uh, whatever platform you are on, whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or, Google, we're there. And uh, also, if you're watching the video, make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, which is Gloria Rand Video. And until next time, I encourage you to live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically. One more thing before you go. As a valued listener of the Live, Love, Engage podcast, I want to help you shine your light in the world not only while you're listening to the show but all day every day of the week that's why I created the Live Love Engage spiritual awakening community on Facebook it's a place for you to gather with other business professionals and entrepreneurs who are committed to living the life of their dreams if you want to be a part of this community and receive free trainings from me go to liveloveengage.com and request to join that's L-I-V-E L-O-V-E E-N-G-A-G-E dot com. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.